When it comes to commercial snow removal, look to Tovar Snow Professionals. With the largest snow and ice management fleet in the Midwest, Tovar delivers top-notch commercial sidewalk and parking lot clearing services, even in winter's worst weather conditions. With their 24-hour live office staff, certified meteorologists, and personal service, they are leaders in professional snow removal. To get a free estimate for snow removal on your site, go to baseball.tovarsnow.com or call 844-GO-TOVAR. That number again is 844-GO-TOVAR. Tovar Snow Professionals, Chicago's snow plowing leader. Tovar is an equal opportunity employer. We're Cubs fans helping Cubs fans at Stewart's Cubs Cave Parties. Everybody's in full giving back to those in need. We're going to Club 400. Club 400. We're going to Club 400. Club 400. We're going to Club 400 Radio. Club 400 podcast is coming through your speakers. It's almost time for opening day. I'm here with my guys, Johnny and William. What's up, boys? Just back fresh from spring training. And we're Feeling gonna, good. And we're going to go over that big time. That's one of our... And I'm, oh. I'm back still here because I didn't go with. You did I'm upset that I didn't go. We're going to recap the whole entire... <laughs> John, spring training. You while you're doing that, I will go walk away. John, you will feel like you were with us. <laughs> hey, hey, you guys. I was, wa- look, I was watching your, st- your you, constant stream of content on oh, the, you get the 400. It. Yeah, the 400 page. What do you mean? Oh, I, I thought it. you were talking about the marquee. No, part. no. The, the constant updates. Like, oh, we're just hanging out at the ballpark. Well, there was. Right, we have two pizza. We have two pages on Facebook. So yeah, the group and the then smaller. The, yeah. the smaller one gets the um, where well, we pretty much make a jackass out of ourselves. The con- the Correct. uncut stuff. Yeah, the other one gets kind of let out, like the transvestite bar. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, before we get started on spring training, I want to tell you that our first event, basically of 2020 is upon us, and that is Friday, April 3rd. John Vincent will be in the house. He's been on our podcast before. Johnny V. And he is one hell of a guy. And for this event, we are helping out one of our own who happens to be on the line with us right now. Bill Watts, 100% of the ticket sales are going to our guy, Bill Watts. And Bill, how you feeling, buddy? What's up, guys? Hey, hey! I have bad days and I have not as bad days. I guess is the best way to describe it. But, but uh, I'm making progress. I'm getting stronger every day, and uh, uh, I got a good nurse at home and and uh, good doctor, great surgeon. So I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful. The fifty can, the fifty cent story. Can you tell everybody? Yeah, can what, you tell? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, sorry. Well, so we rewind a little bit. Yeah, it's uh. Well, I could go back three and a half years, but I I won't, but I I was injured three, about three and a half years. Actually, May would be four, um, injured my back and, um, they wanted to do surgery at that time. And I, I said, no, I'm, I'm not ready for that. You know, I'll try conservative treatments. And so over the course of like three and a half years, I, I tried, uh, just about everything, you know, you can do conservative wise from injections and therapy and, um, chiropractic care, you know, so much stuff and, uh, nothing helped. I, I 
I went back to the surgeon and, you know, had a couple more tests done. And he said, you're much worse. The only thing that's going to help you is a, uh, a dual level, uh, spinal fusion surgery. So, um, what they do basically is take a couple discs out, put some spacers in there, screws and rods and throw you back together. And, uh, um, yeah, so that's, that's what I had done. And now you're, uh, you're going to be out for a while. Obviously you're a carpenter. And you, you're not really even sure how you're going to feel when it's all said and done, if you can go back to car- carpentry, correct? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not. Um, they they say three months, you know, for the average person to, you know, uh, you know, you sit around and kind of walk and rest for like the first six weeks. And then they say you're supposed to start uh, therapy after that. So they, they, they anticipate about a 12-week uh, you know, turn around, but everybody's different. And sometimes it can be longer. It can be six months, you know, I've heard, you know, for some people. So, uh, um, there's a lot of circumstances, you know, surrounding, you know, everybody heals different. And, uh, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll be out of commission for at least, you know, three months, probably, you know, at least three to four months. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of, uh, soul searching during that time when you got a surgically repaired back like that, you know, you, uh, you wonder if you can go back to doing, um, you know, that type of strenuous type work, you know, if you, you know, can, if you think you should, you know, cause you know, you want to preserve, you know, what's been done too. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a big decision to make for, you know, me and my family and, um, whether I can, whether I, you know, should. So, uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, a, a rough time. And, and obviously so one of the things, main things is the reason why we decided to do this. Well, first of all, you're a huge part of club 400. Uh, you've always donated your awesome pieces to us and, uh, we've made a lot of money off those. And as you know, I always say you're, you're just as much of a part of our goal of raising $1 million as anybody. I mean, it's people like you who uh, give and, uh, and help us, you know, raise these funds. And, you know, unfortunately, and we won't get into reasons why, but you won't be having any income coming in for the next, you know, three, four, five, six months. That's one of the reasons why we are doing this. Uh, our appreciation for you. Uh, I said we're helping one of our own here, and we would love for you guys to come out and see Johnny Vincent. We're also going to have a karaoke party because that's what the Wattses do. They love karaoke. Yeah. And it's going to be a great night. It's going to be awesome. So do some of the people in Club 400, as I learned in Mesa, Arizona. Yeah, and we're going to have Crawley on in a bit. Uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Jesus. There's actually some going to be some rules that we're going to have to make. The Crawley rules. The Crawley rules. Yeah, yeah. because Crawley, yeah, we'll talk about him later. But he basically invaded everybody's karaoke at the entire bar. Like, no one did a solo that night. <laughs> they were all duets. <laughs> You so, have to tighten up security that night, I think. Exactly. So are you just bored out of your mind, or what What? What, what are you doing to pass the time? Do you have the Marquee will, Network? or? Uh, I uh, I think I Ashley has figured a way to uh, illegally, temporarily uh, grab the Marquee Network uh, via, I think they call it jailbreaking the uh, fire stick. Uh, I don't go. know if I should say that on the air, but Trust anyway. Me, you already did. <laughs> you did. And, but, uh, and by the way, once she figures it out, we're going to have to talk again because I also don't have it. 
So yeah, it's it, it would be tough without it. But uh, yeah, I like I said, I, I all all the weight that Stu lost, I found. So uh, I I feel like I, I've packed on some pounds because I all I do is sit around and eat, and uh, once in a while I'll go to the store and walk. But uh, yeah, it's it's you know I've done some drawings. You know I I I like and, and to Bill, like sketch. Why, and, have we have, why we got you on the line? Why don't you do a, a little plug about your company and what you actually do for some people who may have never heard of you? All right. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's called Fly the Wood Art. And, uh, you know, I've always had an interest in, in art and carpentry and it kind of was a way to bring it, bring both of them together. Um, a few years back in 2016, a buddy of mine saw a wooden W flag at a, at a bar in Chicago. And he's like, dude, you you could do something like that. Uh, and I was like, yeah, maybe I could put my own spin on it. Sure. You know? So I was like, yeah. So I started came up with my own little design, started making them. Uh, I better give him a plug. His name's Todd Helms. He's a, a, a newer addition to club 400. Uh, but I, uh, started doing those. They took off. And then our buddy Noah, you know, who was making stuff, you know, before barred me, up, Noah. yeah, barred up Noah Ramos. He said, uh, dude, you ought to figure out a way to put lights behind that. You know, that, that would really trick it out. And, uh, so I modified the design, you know, thanks to his idea and, uh, you know, from W flags, it kind of took off to Jersey number flags, custom work, um, cub C's, um, just, just, a, a quite a few different designs that's kind of taken off from there. And, uh, uh, I'm very fortunate, very blessed to, you know, to have, uh, people around me like club 400 stew, who's really put the word out out there i've uh, been able to you know grow the business that way um also done work for uh, uh the carrie wood foundation and uh just to be able to make stuff like that for you know players and to donate to the cause to help people you know in need cub fans helping cub fans um you know it's it's a joy of mine um i told told you this Stu, that i'm you know, I, I, I feel, you know, kind of weird about this because I'm, I'm always like one trying to help others and I want to give to the cause and to be receiving it, you know, now is, is so humbling and I'm so appreciative. My family's appreciative. It's just, uh, uh, I can't say enough on how, how, you know, the, the gratitude I feel for, um, everyone coming together to, you know, help me out during this time. And, uh, I, I just appreciate it greatly. It was pretty much a no brainer. I mean, there's a point when me, me and you have, have talked, I went and visited you in the hospital. I covered your balls. <laughs> did. For everybody. Uh, I appreciate that. And like, there's a photo I mean, on if, our page. If we didn't help you out, then what the heck is club 400 <laughs> even around for? But, right. uh, Bill, we're looking forward to seeing you and your entire family here. April 3rd with Johnny Vincent. It's going to be an unbelievable time. It's cub fans helping cub fans. We're helping one of our own. Go out and buy a ticket. I promise you you'll have a great time. And, Bill, thanks for joining us tonight, and we will talk soon, my brother. Thank you, guys. And uh, I'm so jealous of the uh, – as as the old saying goes, maybe next year. I, I, spring training is on my bucket list, and uh, I'm definitely going to get out there either, if not next year, the year after. 
But, hey. uh, well, thanks we, for uh, leading us into the right. Well, we, yeah. yeah, we broke Crawley in, but uh, if there's Next any ad- year be me. If there's any advice I have for you is take some notes from Crawley's experience because <laughs> there's some certain things you don't want to do. Absolutely. Well, I'm gonna have to get one of them cards now to get through uh, security because I got all this metal in my body now <laughs> in the right. back. But, but uh, thanks again, you guys. I I appreciate the love, and uh, we'll see you April third. All right, buddy. We love you. Take care. Love you guys. Bye. So yeah, man, that's gonna be a good time, huh? Johnny, you're gonna you're gonna karaoke a few songs or oh, what? Oh, you know it. When Johnny V's in the house, I gotta. I he gotta got flex, a few I up your flex, I gotta flex the pipe a little bit. I was thinking about adding a new song because I only have like two. You do have two. <laughs> uh, family, tradition family tradition and the wander. <laughs> like those are go. getting old. Right? I'm the wander. No, it gets better every time though. <laughs> you're seasoning it. You're 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 making it better. You time. were really good. In, you gotta own it in Arizona. I gotta say. I don't know how, but we're, we're, we're going to go over the whole Arizona trip. But before we do that, I want to tell you, you guys should both be jealous because guess where I'm headed this Friday? Thursday, I should say. Where? I'm going back to Mesa. <laughs> Why not? It's only been like a week. Oh, my gosh. I cannot wait. This will and... be your third time. In... Now, why don't, yes. why don't we just why don't you just stay there yeah, and then we, we phone the you show? in? Or why don't we move the show there? No, because I, I'm here. I, I... You know what? We have to bring John uh, next year. Yeah. We have to bring John. John, you got to come with us. So it'll be a field trip for the Club 400 podcast. That'd be That'd great. Be, that would be fun. But uh, I want to talk to you for, about one of the main reasons uh, why I'm going down there. Uh, well, first of all, Lisa needs a getaway. She needs a little getaway. So Finally, um, you put Lisa at the top of the list of the main reasons. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and we're staying with Jake's. Dude, do you think we overstayed our welcome at JP and Melanie's or no? Well, I didn't realize you were going back in a week, but uh, no, I don't think we overstayed it. No, I don't think so. We were good, clean. JP didn't even take one day off of work for us. Right. I mean, Melanie did. Yeah. And she took us out for a great breakfast. That was a good one. But uh, the reason why I'm going out there is because we are sponsoring an event that's going to be held down in Mesa every single year. This is supposed to be what they want it to be, is the biggest spring training event for Chicago Cub fans every March. Hmm. And it's going to be always around St. Patrick's Day. It will be Saturday, September 14th. And it's called Chicago Baseball Night. And it's basically uh, uh, Chicago Special Olympics and Phoenix Special Olympics combining forces to help raise money for the cause, which is awesome. And uh, this event is going to include guys like David Ross, Kyle Schwarber, Joe Mantegna, Brian Erglocker, Mark Grace, Bulls players, and even Arizona Cardinal players. This place is going to be Whoa. packed, man. And the tickets are $75. If you want to spend a little bit more and get the VIP, those are like $500. And this is taking place at the Sheridan Wrigleyville right next to Sloan Park. So you basically you could come to the Club 400 tailgate in the morning, have a beer and a piece of pizza on me, go to the game in Sloan Park, and then walk over the Sheridan and join the party of the year. Uh, Brian Weymouth, who uh, I want to thank uh, very much, who brought us into this event, and the reason why I'm going down there this week, uh, made Club 400 a sponsor, and we are one of six live auction items. And I don't know who the player is, but there's going to be a private uh, auction for a private party here at Club 400 with uh, 30, uh, 29 of your friends or family and a Cubs player around a baseball game. So now, we're hoping that goes for big gonna, money. I thought you were going to say a Cubs fan of your choice. I'm just like, oh. Of my choice. Of I choice. wish. Yeah, no kidding. 
But we're hoping it goes for big what money. What was the date of that again? Because I'm pretty sure you said September. Oh, did I? Yeah. Well, I meant, yeah, I probably did. <laughs> March 14th. He's looking ahead. He's looking forward to March 14th. March 14th. March 14th. And that's the only day that yours truly will be at the tent for the rest of the summer. Melanie and JP, of course, are going to try to be there every single day. But they did miss the White Sox game on Friday. How do you miss that one? I don't know. Hope I don't you- know. It's a lot of work, though. I mean, Got to give them. Credit. No, wait. They they did a heck of a job, they, didn't they? They do every day a heck of a job. So, uh, well, hey, let's put a quick call in because we're going to go over. We're going to recap. Um, well, let, before we put the call in, let's just talk about me and you go down there. Uh, we leave and we get down. What would what, what, we do that? Oh, we went to... Uh, was it cheeseburgers and beers? Beers Bur- and burgers and beers. Burgers and beers yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And we just kind of kept it low key. But then what I wanted to go into more than anything, I want to give a special shout out to our guy, Brad from the Heckler, Brad Zebung. Dude, we broke our cherries with the Heckler, didn't what we? What a party. Was that not awesome? Oh dude? my gosh. So John, they have a game, which we knew we had to be there by a certain time to get there for Thunder Drunk. Thunder Drunk. Explain. I'm intrigued. Yeah, so was I. I mean, it's a great name, right? <laughs> it's a great name. So everybody gets in a circle. Okay. They play the song Thunderstruck. <laughs> About every sixth person, there's somebody with that starts, yeah. and they have to start drinking a beer until the next time they say thunder. <laughs> and then it goes to the next person. And there's, That's fantastic. I've learned after playing it twice now that there yeah. are three points in the song you don't want to get stuck on. It just goes oh. on and on, and you got to keep you got to keep going the whole time. And there's somebody in the middle that literally will walk you a beer if you're out of one while you're doing it. And he so picks you up like the empties. Chain, yeah, chain, chain chug. It. Chain chug, yeah. Wow. Exactly. That's so, fun. And they do it like three or four times a day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that Just, sounds like I mean, an it's awesome my, game. So Brad has this itinerary, which I only shared, I think, Thursdays with William because we joined the Heckler on Thursday. And um, I, I just I'm amazed at the detail of it. Like, And that I... Every day they had an itinerary that would knock your socks off. And, you know, what I learned uh, from going out with the heckler that day is they have awesome Cub fans in that group, just as awesome as Cub fans in Club 400, just as awesome as Cub, Cub fans in San Rano. I mean, just different group of people that united under, you know, following somebody, whatever else. But I'm sensing but a softball were, league. The heckler coming group up. was a great group of people. Oh, they were so fun. And, like I said, I told William, there's one night I'm going to behave, buddy. And it's going to be Thursday. But, you know, William hasn't been on a vacation in like four or five years. So we started. We went to the Heckler's Hotel at like 10 in the morning, right? We did. We started drinking at 10 in the morning. That's never good. I started at 8. You started at 10. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he did. He drank. He, he woke up and went straight to the fridge and grabbed a uh, Club 400 lager. I took a picture of him. I sent it to JP. And JP said, is that from like right now? <laughs> and I'm like, yep, it is. So, um, yeah, we went to a bar I've called... I've beer at breakfast, though. Hobnob. Was that a not awesome bar? That's so, a guy from the local area, Crystal Lake area, Hobnob. If you remember Hobnob, the old Hobnob, Hobnob on Route 14? Shh, I'm, again, I'm a fetus compared yeah, to you so. guys, so I don't, I don't know. So, yeah, this Where guy, was it? On, on 14th. Route 14 in Crystal Lake was Crystal Hobnob. Lake. Now it's DeAndre's Banquets. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I know what that. Okay. So, so that um, guy actually moved his operation out to Arizona, or did they open another one? No, they had they had a couple. Okay, but he just pretty much moved out of this area. So it's a total Chicago. You feel like you're in Crystal Lake. That's yeah. fantastic. And but he knew he knew Jimmy. He knew Jimmy from Modern Day Romeos, and it was just like, oh my gosh. And we just like we're getting jacked up over there. Then we go to the game. 
which was awesome. The Cubs weren't. We said goodbye to Joe Madden, basically. Oh yeah, that was the Angels. Yeah, Angels oh, game. What Angels a... Cubs? It was Angels something else. We went to the Angels oh, stadium just okay. to see him. Got it. Okay. And then we went out to the bar crawl and had an unbelievable time. We, I, I, I'm guessing there wasn't many Club 400 people there between the, our group, maybe seven or eight. Yeah. And that's about it. But well, and Miguel Montero. And oh, John, Miguel Montero John and John Milley, Milley yeah. were with us. That's sweet. And, and a pub crawl. It was awesome. That's awesome. And, and those guys are the best. And I think um, Brad, you know, after getting to know Montero and Melly a little bit, will, will agree with us. And I, I think we definitely brought the right guests to the party. I got in a fight with a bar stool that night, and I haven't really been the same since. You actually you lost. <laughs> I lost the fight with that bar stool. Uh, but no, we had a... Uh, that was Sarah, a, that Sarah was, Spain was there. Sarah Spain in the house from ESPN. Yeah, yep. and uh, which is of course Brad's wife. And uh, yeah, what a, I mean, it was great. That was pretty much. We did go to the heckler party on uh, uh, the tailgate party, but you know we had our own on things Harry going Car- on. But Harry I wanna, Carey dress up day. Yeah, they had Harry Carey dress up. I I want to thank Brad first of all for um, yeah. bringing us in on Thursday, and um, not only that, but he let uh, a couple of our group into the tour on Saturday at Sloan Park. And um, I highly suggest the Heckler Spring Training trip to anybody. It's, oh yeah, it's just a first class. I I'm like debating on I signing know. up for it next year, but I don't know if I could party with those guys. Dude. I don't, I'm not sure I could make it the whole way. I mean, thankfully, I you know that's the only thing that would second guess me signing up because I don't know if I'm 40, going to be 47 years old. I don't even think I can hang out with. I these shotgunned guys. my first beer in about 30 years. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, it's making a cult at, comeback at the Heckler the shotgun party. because again, you brought yeah. this up. And we're going to call Crowley. We're going to finish the rest of the trip. But th- thank you, Brad, for bringing us in. We love you, buddy. And you do one hell of a job. And whenever we can work with you guys, we'd love to do it. But speaking of shotgun, I want to thank Tovar, our sponsor, <laughs> Eric Hartman, who called us up Monday night and told us, well, on our page, we had a couple shotgun contests, which I think I lost. But he wanted to see me and William go toe-for-toe in a shotgun contest. And he said he would send a driver for us. And he did, actually. But we did not what do the shotgun guy. contest. Yeah, we 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 owe, we owe him one. We weren't able to do it. Who won? We told we didn't do it. We didn't do it because <laughs> there was no beer in the car. There was no beer in the car, and it was twelve so o'clock. We couldn't do it. There's Tuesday no beer night. on the plane either. Yeah, I mean we weren't going to shotgun. So we got a free ride, but we didn't have to do shotgun. But me and uh, so I'm telling I'm just, Eric Hartman, I'm disappointed. I'm honest. If you're listening, because I don't know if he listens to our podcast, he says he does. But we're going to do one in front of you, and you can video it. And I will kick William's ass. <laughs> and that's no all shot. I got to say. No shot. So uh, that was our Thursday um, in spring training. I'm going to call Crowley right now. And then things got crazy when Crowley made his virgin appearance <laughs> spring training. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to bring Crowley in. We all love Crowley. Of course, now he's doing the podcast with the San Rano crew. And I wanted to bring in uh, you know, a first-timer's perspective of what it all meant. Here we go. Bring them in. And, John, this will give you a good uh, idea of what to expect your first time. Yeah. Just don't follow Crowley. Who's going to sing the creepy Crowley song? Anybody? Because <laughs> they actually have one. Hello. There he is, Crowley. You're on the air with Club 400 to podcast. What's up, my brother? Stuart McVicker and Sir William. How are you, gentlemen? And we got John over here, too. And John in the house. What's up, John my friend? John is such a handsome young man. Please make sure to give him a kiss for me later. He's definitely the best-looking one out of the three of us. That's oh, why actually. I don't talk as much. I already I already look pretty. They just need to sound pretty. So First question: How's your nose? 
it's, it's better, man. It's better. It's uh, hanging in there. Oh, actually, it's, like you were hanging on. You were involved in the accident. Uh, how are you feeling, first of all, Carly? I mean, you, he was in a pretty serious accident. Oh, that's right. Afterwards. Afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that was something. I think I don't know. Maybe I think it was Albert Almora's handler was trailing me and, and tried to wipe me out for good. But you know, I'm still around. <laughs> I mean, when did that, like, so let me, because you left us uh, in the middle of a tailgate, you know, had to do the walk of shame to the Uber back to the airport. Yes, sir. Knowing while we were going to continue on with our day <laughs> and get drunk and watch the Cubbies play in Mesa, Arizona. Yeah. Uh, what time did you actually get out of the, because you, you were on standby, correct? Yeah, I got home now. It, uh, it wasn't too bad. It worked out all well. I was home by 8 o'clock. So when did that accident happen? The next day? No, it happened on Wednesday. Oh, it happened. Okay, it happened a few days later. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's get to the heart of the matter because, uh, you know, we got we don't got all night here, right? William's got to yeah. go to bed pretty soon. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about you. Your first time ever in Mesa, Arizona. You're a virgin. Tell us about like just because I know you spent some days on the uh, when the Cubs weren't even playing on the backfields and stuff like that. Tell us as you being as big as a Cub fan that you are, the passion that you have. Uh, what it meant for you to go down there and what you experienced? Well, I mean, I obviously, you know, people kind of get shocked when I say I'd never been to spring training. And so, you know, it was something that I've forever wanted to do. And there's always an excuse or a reason not to. And uh, my friend, John Ferlis, uh he writes for a real Cubs insider helps run that site. He said, no more excuses. You're staying in my place. Get over here. So, you know, to go down there, it was just such a paradise, man, to be in that beautiful weather. I think I left Chicago on Friday, uh, Thursday night, actually. It was about 25 degrees, and by Saturday, you know, I'm in Arizona and 80 degrees. But it's just so amazing to see that beautiful complex that they built. Um, like you said, I was uh, I was doing a lot of just kind of hanging out in the backfields, just kind of watching them practice. Uh, I watched some live BP. I watched Kimbrell throw. I watched Quintana throw. Uh, I got to see uh, – Schwarber and Hap and, uh, you know, and Nico Horner all hit. It was a lot of fun just to kind of see how they kind of go through their motions and kind of go through their routines. Um, the We did a stadium tour with the Heckler, which you helped us get into, and that was a lot of fun to really kind of – it was run by Tom and uh, Keith. Keith is a guy who always used to work the door over at Wrigley, you know, if you wanted to get upstairs to the booth. And those two guys made it a lot of fun, and it was just an interesting, interesting ballpark to see the way that they made it. Uh, the dimensions, how they pretty much replicate Wrigley, how they try to keep most of the seated area in the shade most of the time. They just did such a great job. The, the whole facility is amazing. And then um, you got to actually uh, tailgate with Club 400. Oh, all the pictures I've seen over the years. And it was so much fun. It was just like a big old reunion. You know what I mean? It, it, there's so many Club 400 people there. And, uh, you know, the, the Club 400 was cold and the pizza was warm and the weather was warm. I mean, you couldn't ask for much more. All right. Here, here's the question I want to ask you, Crowley. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. JP's Pizza. I want you to give it your Dave Portnay Barstool revert, uh, review right now. And one through ten, you know, make sure you use a decimal point. I'm going to give you my review of it. What's your review? Don't, don't sugarcoat it. I know it's not a ten. It's not even a nine. It's good. But what, what, I'd what, give it an 8.5. 8.5. That's not bad. 8.5. Nice. And, 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 and think about it. He's cooking this pizza in the middle of a parking lot. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, 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 it's absolutely, like I said, just it kind of hits the spot because 
you know, I love Lou Malinati's and stuff like that, but you don't want something that, that, that filling when you're going to be having a day of long of drinking, you know what I mean? Right. So it's kind of like the tavern style. It's got good crunch on it. The cheese is really good. And I, and a lot of pepperoni. So I, I like it a lot. And I think it, yeah. it's one of those things like, you know, how like club 400 is like the perfect, like chill out and, and, and get ready for a game type beer. You know, the, the JP's pizza is the same kind of thing. It's like, it just kind of matches perfectly with what we were doing. And you know what? It's, you know, when you have a little tailgate party, I mean, you just want to pick up a little piece of pizza, eat it. Right. You know, not get invested in the meal. I'm never one that likes to invest in the meal, you know? Right. Just right. give me a, just give me a quick bite. You know, let me no go back to my beer. You know? necessary. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing is like, you can sit there, grab a bite, chow it, walk away, come back 15 minutes later and there's a whole new pizza and you grab another bite. So Crowley, I have a question for you. You were spotted yes. in the left field with no shirt singing bye bye miss american pie tell us the story yes. <laughs> that would require me remembering it i'm trying to remember exactly how it did but some, <laughs> somehow it involves somebody saying this some we're gonna die or something tonight i mean we already foresaw how it was gonna go and that kind of danny had some instruments yeah this I, I don't even know what kind of instrument he had and it just it kind of broke out spontaneously in the burn but you know, I've been sitting in, in this miserable weather since what October? You know, September, October. It started really getting cold. So hell, 80 degrees. You think I'm going to be wearing clothes? They're lucky I kept my shorts on. Oh, <laughs> Carly, tell us about uh, you know walking into the ballpark on Saturday for the first time. Your overall thoughts of Sloan Park and the atmosphere there. You know, it's just, it, it reminds you of Wrigley, but like like a chilled out, relaxed little Wrigley. You know. It's, it's, it, you'll see certain things that remind you of Wrigley, but at the same time, like walking through the concourses and having awesome, like, you know, I'm not a big fan of Levy, which is the food provider at Wrigley for most of the places. Like they had like a great variety of food, uh, over towards the, I want to say right field side, they have, uh, food trucks that kind of line up there. So just your variety of food and beer was a lot better at Sloan park. And just, it's just like a tiny little park to watch the Cubs. You know, it was a lot of fun. I love Sloan Park. I really do. I always, it's part, because let's face it, the games don't really mean much at all, obviously. You never remember a spring training game. I always say that. But, you know, around the fourth or fifth inning, I walk around the whole entire ballpark. Always want to say hi to Fergie Jenkins. Uh, Fergie Jenkins Foundation, of course, is out in the left field area signing autographs. Uh, Usually Gary Matthews, Bob Denier. My manager, Pete Lecoq, those guys are down there, and I always like to say hi to them. It usually costs me like 80 bucks after I buy them all around a beer, but that's okay. <laughs> and uh, it's just it's a, it's a great ballpark, decent food, good Chicago-style hot dogs there, and they have the, the new pizza here there this year, home run-in pizza I saw. It looked pretty good. Yeah, and, and, and the cool thing is, is, is like I said, I, I just love, you know, Kathy Wheatley, she was there, and she uh, – she had this big green blanket on the berm in left field. And I just loved, hey, I love being in the sun. Cause like I said, I've been like vitamin D deficient for like months. So I love being in the sun and I love uh, just kind of hanging and like watching, like, you know, when they switch out the players and the players go back underneath that tunnel by left field, it's just kind of cool to see them kind of talking and walking away. The other thing I, I like to do is looking at the pitchers in the bullpen. So you have a lot of pitchers in the bullpen warming up and some of them get in the game. Some of them don't, but it's kind of cool to see, you know, just how all of it works. It was just really fun. Unbelievable time. And then um, you went to extra, was it Innings Festival? Was it Innings Festival? Yeah, I went to the extra Tell Innings us about Festival. that, because I've never done that before. How cool was that? It was really neat. It was, uh, it, it was uh, Ryan Dempster has a festival that he's had for the last few years, and it's kind of gotten bigger. 
you know, the acts have gotten bigger. I think Eddie Vedder really put them on the map. But uh, this year, you know, they had uh, headline. It was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I went to Saturday night to go see Dave Matthews band. And it was just a really, really cool vibe. Really, really just everybody was really mellow and just kind of walk around. And, you know, if you want to sit down and watch the concert, you sit down and watch the concert. If not, you want to walk around. They have, you know, Jack Daniels tent and all these different tents, all these different foods. So, you know, big giant inflatable baseball stuff. And, and then there's different stages where players, uh, retired players would come out. I know Mickey was out there. Uh, you know, Kenny Lawson. Sean Dunstan. Sean, he's so, coming. He's coming. We're, that's our uh, next announcement. Be ready. No I'm surprise. ready. Um, <laughs> so tell me about like, uh, the highlight of your weekend. What was that? Boy, that, it's so many, man. It's, it's hard to say. I mean, clearly each day kind of had its own way of working it. So Friday was a real chill day for me. Like I said, just watching the backfields, doing the tour. And then we went out later at night and where do we go? Brass tap. And, and then we went to some other dive bar. That oh, was a lot of fun. Woodshed too. Woodshed, Woodshed too. too. That's right. That's one right. of my favorites. One of my favorites. And then Saturday was my first game ever, which was awesome, but the Cubs lost. But like I said, it's spring training. So you don't really care too much. But it was really that was cool, and then going to the extra innings festival after, which was really awesome. And then Sunday, the Cubs won. It was a lot of fun. And then, and then a week. It was think about this, guys. It was a week ago today, Sunday night, that we, we somehow someone thought it would be a good idea if me, you, William, and Danny Rocket were running around Phoenix Wild. Well, it, it didn't actually happen like that. We were basically no. going to drop before. Yeah, before we get into any questions here, how much of that night do you remember? <laughs> Uh, it was kind of like the movie, the hangover where you look at the pictures afterwards yeah. and then all of a sudden stuff starts coming together. Well, like, Oh yeah. Let's start it off. Like we're going to leave where we're all eating dinner. Okay. Because like it was this time to go. So we're, we're going to take Danny to a, to the bar that he wanted to go to just to drop him off, just to be nice. That he claims he Googled on, uh, on Google dive bars. Yeah. Pizza. Which ranks the top it 10. It is number one. It's number Actually, one yeah, it's in number all one. dive bars. It's number one now. I don't know if it was before. Shit, we it's got to be. <laughs> so um, anyways, we go to this dive bar, and we were just going to drop Danny off. Well, and Kathy, God, she's a saint. Uh, I said, Kathy, well, I, you know, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Dan, Danny, you know, you guys released the podcast, and our conversation from the car is on the end of that podcast. Is it really? And I was like, man. I don't sound too good. <laughs> Did you hear that, Crawley? I heard it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, we go in. I, I was like, basically, like, let's go in there and then just have one, just one beer with Danny, you know. And then four hours later, we walk out of there. And um, different people than yeah, exactly. You're changed. Man. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we went back to K's and our, our faces were on the wall, like, please do not serve. <laughs> do not allow in it's a type it was a type of bar that every person in there was its own sp specific character you know it was everybody oh. was a character in that place and a weird in a weird way you know yeah and i would say there was everyone in there from indians to transvestites <laughs> oh wait there was <laughs> <laughs> I, it's one of those things that if you weren't there, there's no, no way we could ever do it justice. I just remember, you know, when I woke up in the morning and I was like, oh, how did I get here to bed? Like I somehow made it home. I don't know how. And then I just remember we were all, I went it to It is the, like uh, the hangover. Cause then you were like, and how's my nose broken? <laughs> <laughs> 
that happened so, in the accident, William. Oh, that was from the accident. That was from the accident. Oh, hopefully. so and and uh, you know, when we went up, when I went to talk to you guys on Monday, I mean, we just ha- could not stop crying. We were laughing so hard, just trying to recall every single thing from the the fake baseball to the fake karaoke baseball. disasters to, to to everything that went around, man. So yeah, I, my room was right next to William's, like you know, in JP's house. So right. that morning we met right outside our rooms. And then he looked at me and I looked at him and, you know, we were, I had just woken up. So I wasn't, my mind wasn't processing anything. And William was just like, holy shit, do you remember all that stuff last night? And I'm like, so then me and him start talking about it. I seriously almost pissed in my pants. <laughs> like the stories from that night. I mean, that's just one of those nights that, you know, you forget about everything that's going on. And you're just so engulfed into it. And it's just, it was amazing. Which is the exact reason Danny told us he wanted to go there. <laughs> he was looking for one of those nights. He just said, he no, got he, it for sure. He got he, it for sure. He just didn't know he'd have his three amigos on his side. <laughs> <laughs> I, like you know, and 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 yeah. Afterwards, it's like and Danny seems somehow I don't know how much battery his phone must have had, but he seemed like he recorded the whole damn night. Hmm. Hey, are we gonna? Uh, I don't know if I should talk about this, but. We're, San Ranto and Club 400 are going to get together and do a, a podcast together. Yeah. All right. Right? We're, we're, we're going to yeah, work we're on talking we're about a, yeah. uh, a crossover podcast on locale. I think it's in the hands of our agents right now. I think they're just negotiating a final price. All, all the deals, making sure everything, the T's are crossed, the I's are dotted. Yeah. But it's, it's going to be a, a fun time, I, I believe. Uh, speaking of that, I would like you to just kind of recap uh you give you give us your final recap of your spring training experience close it out and then tell us about your new endeavor man which is i think is pretty awesome and let everybody know about it yeah so you know just to sum up if you haven't been out to spring training the fact that you're listening to club 400 means you're part of the club 400 family and it's always more fun to go on these trips with family and everybody i talk to you know knows about the club 400 tent knows about the pizza and beer and just knows that that's the place to hang out so even if, you know, you know, I know people that went, you know, I went by myself, Bo went by himself, one million Cubs, you know, a lot of people just went by themselves, but we had, we were surrounded by friends and family the whole time. So if you have a chance and you want to just get away from the weather and check out baseball in a nice, relaxing atmosphere, then just head out to spring training and you'll have a blast. Yeah, man. Um, uh, and we got to bring you back. You got to be there every single year. Next time, maybe bring the <laughs> wife and hang out. Yeah, someone's got to babysit me. I don't think I don't think I don't think weeds can do it again. I think she fired all of us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the new endeavor, I um, you know, I've always been kind of sitting there. Uh, we all grew up with Harry Carey in our lives as kind of the soundtrack of our lives. You know, when we were kids, you know, growing up and listening to baseball, Harry Carey got a lot of us into the game and and, and into WGN and all that stuff. And so, you know, now that I go to Wrigley, sometimes you see like the little like silhouette of Harry, like that's by the uh, press box. And he used to be on that building across the street that lit up. You can't really see it as much anymore since the uh, renovations. But I sat there and I said to myself, you know, there is someone else really important in Cubs fans lives. And that's Pat Hughes. And, you know, Pat's been broadcasting for since the since mid 90s, you know, for the Cubs. And, and, and for me, the Pat and Ron show was something sometimes, you know, I would turn the TV down and turn the radio up. And listen to Pat and Ron, and there's so many great Pat calls and so many great Pat moments. And I'm like, but there's nothing that really recognizes Pat Hughes anywhere, you know, that that I've ever seen. So I talked to his handlers over at Autograph One, and I said, look, 
I got this idea. What if what if we got T-shirts for Pat Hughes? And so I talked to, you know, I, we kind of decided and I said, you know, I know this painter, Austin Plot from Club 400. He's done some great work, you know. And so Austin got in on it mm-hmm. and he painted an awesome picture of Pat Hughes. And so this T-shirt that we have has Pat Hughes on it. And it's going to be a whole series that are released throughout the season with different catchphrases of Pat Hughes. So his most famous one is that ball's got a chance gone mm-hmm. or get out the tape measure long gone. And so we're just going to release a bunch of these and, 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 you know, Pat's really excited about the project. He did a, uh, some really cool audio for us. So if you go to my website, www.crawleysclubhouse.com, uh, you can go there and check it out. There's a, there's a little video message for Pat and, uh, you know, Pat's really enjoyed it so far. He loves the shirts and, uh, you know, I talked to a lot of people who enjoyed them. Uh, Ryan Sandberg asked me to get him one when I was at spring training. So, you know, Bobby Dernier was all high on them. You know, everyone just loves Pat. He's such a good guy. And, and like I said, you know, trying to give him a little bit of recognition and, and, and some of those phrases that, you know, you just kind of remember and have become embedded into kind of Cubs fans' heads. Yeah. So, Crowley, where can people buy these shirts at, more, most importantly? They can buy them at my website, www.crawleysclubhouse.com. There's no Ian Crawley. And then uh, you could go to, or you go to Voices of Games, Pat Hughes' website, uh, or Autograph One, any one of those websites, they're going to have them. So, and if you follow me at Crawley's Cubs, it's, uh, it's pinned on top of my Twitter account. Well, I'll, I'll definitely going to be buying one for sure. And um, Crawley, dude, thanks for coming on with us tonight, buddy. No, it was my pleasure, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you for the John Vincent event, and it's going to be a great time. It's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be um, as good a time as Kay's place. <laughs> well, well, let, let's be honest on this here. I, I have some, you know, I have to start practicing now because the last one was so bad. And, and the good thing is William told me the next day, he's like, Crowley, I've done karaoke with you. You're much better than that. It just wasn't your night. I so mean, I, basically, <laughs> not not. All right, I think we're going to have to come up with Crowley rules for this. Like, Not, not every song is a duet. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, we love you, buddy. I'll tell you what. I was telling. Uh, I woke up the next day and I said, "You know what? If you go out with Crowley, you're you're always gonna have a good time. No. You'll have stories, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, just never boring. You know. No. So we appreciate. We love you. And like I said, uh, we'll see you April third here at Club Four Hundred. And uh, go buy a shirt, everybody, because I'm buying one. Seriously, you you guys will love them. They look great. And Austin did a great job. All right, buddy. We're gonna hook up with Danny Rockets, so your partner in crime. So thanks for coming on with us tonight, man. All right, guys. You take care and have a good night, everybody. Okay. Well, lovely, right. buddy. Bye. Take care. So, I mean, any else, any final thoughts from spring training besides um, what a wonderful time? And our first trip together. Yeah, as roommates. Yes. As roommates, yeah. And You um, replaced your brother. <laughs> Eric, of course, represented in um, Las Vegas last, last weekend, so he did a great job out there. Ran an Anthony Rizzo, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Where was that at? At a random bar on the strip. I didn't even ask him. He said mm-hmm. it was just random, you know. But uh, that was pretty cool for yeah. him to run into him. So, uh, any any final thoughts about spring training? I just I loved it. It was it's as good as the regular season. It's awesome. If you haven't done it, you gotta do it. And special thank you, JP and Melanie, for putting up with me and William. We didn't have any bathroom problems either. Like we didn't like <laughs> we're good. Like, you didn't have to take a dump when I had to take a dump. And I said, like, William, you know, get the hell out of there. Emergency. Right. Because six days of drinking will do that to you, you know? Yeah. No bathroom uh, no, conflicts no or nothing like that. Yeah, it was no. pretty pretty smooth. Didn't walk in on each other. Exactly. You know? Right, right. So, what? Uh, 
So um, anyways, we're going to call Danny Rocket because we got a couple of things we want to talk about with him. A couple of projects he's working on. Let's see if we can get him dialed in here. I like these uh, live call-ins that we have, John. Yeah, it's we're really highly technical tonight. Very technical. Well, that's why you know we're not 20, doing we're not doing this without Johnny. You know? Twenty twenty technical. Oh, well, Danny Rocket, you got all the famous people on your phone. Yo, Danny Rocket, welcome to Club Four Hundred, the podcast. What is up, my brother? Oh, it, it, what is up? It's all, already springtime here, just north of Wrigley Field in Chicago, Illinois. It's uh, it's 65 degrees, and I'm actually outside grilling. Beautiful. Awesome. What's on the grill tonight, Danny? Uh, see, I, I got some pork chops that I uh, rubbed in some uh, pork rub, and uh, right now there's a baked potato on here. We're going to do a little asparagus. It's a pretty simple meal, but I was excited to fire up the grill, but unfortunately it, I had to take about two hours cleaning the darn thing today, so I got covered in grease, and <laughs> now, now, I, now I'm uh, just – itching and raring to get some sear going on a pork chop so does so. the, the I, here's the, what i want to know does the rocket household get marquee network uh, the rocket household could get marquee network because i am i could be an rcn customer but i don't pay for cable tv and i haven't paid for it in 10 years you know i listen to the game on the radio oftentimes because I'm a very antsy person who needs to be moving and doing stuff all the time. So it's a lot of you. I can't just sit there and watch a baseball game. I could watch an inning or two and then I got to get up and do something else. So, um, you know, that, and, uh, you know, I go to a lot of games, I travel around with the team. So, you know, you can always see the highlights, you know, all that mic'd up stuff that they're showing on marquee, all the new stuff for this year, you know, they're, they're tweeting all that out. So it's not like I'm missing anything. <laughs> you know, so. Right. So, so Dan, so. you've got some uh, events coming up, and we're going to talk about those in a little bit, but we can't spend a lot of time on uh, our spring training experience. But I do have one question. How and why did you choose Kay's Place on 315 South Elma Boulevard in Mesa? Well, William, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, dive bars. And the reason why is because if I go to a fancy place, I'm usually the, the the worst dressed one in there with holes in my clothes and, you know, looking like a bum and off the street, you know, begging for money. If I go You're to not rocking place. your nice Cubs cardigan. Come on. <laughs> but, but, but if I go to, if I go to a place like K's, I fit right in, you know, we all have holes in our clothes. We, we've, we've all had uh, stints in uh, jail and, um, and treatment centers. <laughs> in <K's place. laughs> You know, and I, and I feel I feel at home. These are my people, so that's where we went in. And uh, you know, and also you had more fun in a dive bar. Look, we we played baseball with that that big that big drunk local guy, and we played uh, we we sang karaoke. We we met we met lots of wonderful people, and they're salt of the earth. You know, just like us. Salt of the earth is right. One of my, I mean, my. That's my favorite night of the trip. We just uh, we were just talking about the upcoming event here at Club 400 with Crowley and had to tell him that there's a rule when the karaoke starts. Every song is not a duet. <laughs> uh, well, well, we'll see how many. If, if, if he gets loaded early, that, that rule might go out the window. But, but hopefully uh, he'll bide his P's and Q's and we can keep him somewhat sober through at least the first few hours of karaoke. And then the duets will be, begin. Yes. 
Uh, unbelievable sure. night. Uh, uh, memories forever. The fake baseball forever. Uh, uh, unbelievable. Danny, I want to talk to you about like uh, a project you got underway right now. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Bleacher Bum Band. And uh, tell us what you're working on now with those guys. Well, we got a record coming up. It's it's about halfway done. We've done a bunch of recording on it already. Uh, it's a it's an album, uh, nine songs, nine original songs uh, that I wrote and recorded with with the band. And um, we've been doing it all winter as you know as much as we can. And uh, we hope to have it out sometime this summer. And it's gonna be, I don't know, it's a really fun album. I'm really excited. It's kind it's kind of like punk country punk tree if you will and uh i've never heard that yeah there's a couple there's a ballad on it but even that one rocks too we we had an incredible drummer came in from serbia he's in a big famous band there so he had to go back and actually make money instead of slumming it with us the kind of people that go to case place but um (laughs) he, he he's he was so awesome. He laid down a bunch of tracks and stuff. So we're, we're really excited to, to get this album done. We're going to be doing a, but like a Kickstarter kind of GoFundMe thing. And we're working on all sorts of uh, great kind of perks to go along with uh, helping get this album finished. And uh, we're working with uh, Joe at Obvious Shirts. He's going to do a, a limited edition Bleacher Bum Band album shirt. And uh, we've, um, uh, you know, got some other kind of plans to, you know, the different perks like, uh, uh, what was the, oh yeah, yeah, good. catching a game in the left field well where we save you a seat and you get to watch the game with the bleacher bump band, like stuff like that, you know, different perks at every level where you support the album. And of course, when the album's finally finished, mastered and completed, uh, then uh, you get a copy of that. We're also going to print up LPs because uh, I guess the kids like those for some reason. No, that'd <laughs> you be know, cool, yeah, we're we're getting some uh, we're getting some actual records printed up for, and but those will be limited edition too. So, so yeah, we've got lots of great plans uh, for the, for this coming year. It's going to be exciting. I'm excited to get an album out. I haven't done that in a bunch of years. So uh, you know, so look for that. So that it's Man, I think we're going to call be it out, out. Oh yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's called um, Out of Left Field, which seems appropriate. <laughs> I know you don't want to release too much information, but. Um, as far as like a song that you guys uh, did for the album that you're re- you know really excited about, just because maybe it came out better than you thought, can you give us a little details on something like that, a little preview? Yeah, sure. I mean, there's there's kind of a, a last minute song that I knew needed to go on the album, which was uh, "No Fighting in the Bleachers," and I don't know if any of the listeners to this podcast remember two years ago at the end of the season. There was a big fight in the bleachers and there was a gentleman out there encouraging them to not fight in the bleachers. And he just kept saying, no fighting in the bleachers, no fighting in the bleachers. And he kind of went viral and a little famous in the Chicago area. And then, um, so I, I had written a song called no fighting in the bleachers, which was a total ripoff of the old gospel spiritual, go tell it on the mountain, you know, go tell it on the mountain. And, uh, so, I had the chorus, and that song's in public domain, so I could just use it for free. Don't have to pay it. But I'm like, this song needs verses, and um, and it needs to rock. <laughs> so, so we, so I went to the drawing board just the other day, and just like most songs, most good songs that you write, they don't take very long to write. 
they're inspired and they just come very quickly. At least that's how it works for me. And if it's a crappy song that no one's ever going to like, but might have like one cool part that you kind of dig playing, you know, those, those songs take forever to write and they're never very good, but the, the shots of inspiration with this one uh, came and I think it's a, a real rocker. And, and, you know, I wrote it, showed it to the drummer the next day. He freaking rocked it out hard to talk to the bass player he put down his parts, rocked it hard. I recorded some vocals, like, and it was just like one of those things that I love it when it's like head to tail. You kind of get the meat of the song down within, I don't know, a couple days, and then it's just it, it, you don't labor over it. It's just a spark of inspiration, a bit of an explosion. So I'm really excited about that. Nobody's heard that one yet, um, so that's I'm, awesome. I'm excited to and we're definitely, obviously. Club 400, the San Ranto, outside the Ivy crew, anything that Danny has, anything to do with, uh, we're going to fully support. I uh, will definitely incorporate their album into one of our events this year, no doubt. We'll get the Bleacher, man, we'll get the Bleacher Band bomb, Bleacher Bum Band here to come in play. Yeah, it'd be unbelievable. Like, we don't. I would, I would love it. I, mean, I would love to get the whole band out there, and just a, and just a, a little, not plug, but a commercial. Or, or a, a, a request yeah. is that I did say our our drummer is gone. He's in Serbia, so uh, you know we've been using our keyboard player as a drummer. But if there's any drummers out there that want to, you know, kind of join, latch on to us and rock with us all summer long and beyond. Johnny, John, uh, John, are you a drummer? I, I was a drummer. Yeah. Was he? Oh shit! I haven't played. I haven't played a kit yeah. in probably a decade. But yeah, but I mean, I could pick up on it. Oh, John! John wants to drum with us. <laughs> I, did. I didn't know. I didn't even know he drum. I don't. I don't. John's. John's I didn't a know master, either. I was master of a lot of different things. Yeah. Well, they, it, they just kind of pitched it, it over to me. I'm just like, oh yeah, sure, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, it's funny because our keyboard player is now our drummer, <laughs> and so I was actually going to reach out to John to fill in for the keyboard player. But like, this is beautiful. <laughs> we could. We we could just have you guys just switch off the whole gig. That'd, That'd be, be so fun. Exciting, yeah, it'll be really good. Yeah, you, just, you start the gig, you all go on stage, and you're all at like your non-respective instrument. So like you'd be on the kit, your keyboard player would be on bass. They'd be all they all look at each other like, wait, what? And you play one song on the wrong instrument, it goes terribly, <laughs> and then you switch it up. I love go it. Back to your I love right it. One. That's that's totally my sense of humor. That's beautiful. <laughs> I got I got to hit you guys up one of these days. I know you asked me a bunch of times, but. I'll follow through one of them. Yeah, we'll, we'll have you out. We'll have you out to the spot. We'll, yeah, we'll have you out for a big old jam. Bingo. I gotta. I'm a, I gotta admit, last opening opening day, I made a big mistake. You know, sometimes you know we're all guys here. We don't always you know communicate the way we should. But the Bleach Bum Plan band played uh, that day, and we had a party at Output. We're not doing that this year. Of course, we're gonna go watch. The, we want all the Club 400 people to go down. And that's why I want you to, Danny, tell us about your next event on opening day, will you? Yeah, this is going to be awesome. So it's, it's Wrigley opening day, not yeah, Wrigley opening, opening day, opening day, day which is up in, in so it's uh, March 30th, which is Monday, in the infinite wisdom of MLB to open the season on a day when everybody's going to work. But um, I, I won't go into that right now. But uh, yeah, so G-Man Tavern, which is just north of Wrigley on Clark, and uh, we're going to be rocking there about 1 p.m. as the official, well, unofficial Cubs pregame party, but the official Club 400 Sun Ranto pregame party, 
We'll be there at uh, starting at one. Doors open at noon. It's free. We'll be passing the bucket around so we can cover our cost of getting there and getting back in the Ubers and all that stuff. Yeah, so and at least your bar tab for crying out loud. Yeah, exactly. We, we we're kind of we're the kind of band that ends up you know kind of like the Blues Brothers who owe more on our bar tabs than we made at the door. So uh, so yeah, so we help us out with that. But that's it. That's but beautiful. other than that, it's free. If you don't have money, we're still gonna rock for you. And uh, I'll probably hang out there and watch the game too. You know, I, are, I don't are you know not going in the park that day or what? Well, somebody's got to keep the gear from getting ripped off. I'm gonna have. A, <laughs> so, I, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna have an extra ticket. I'll talk to you about that later. But um, right. yeah, man, I'll tell you what. If you have not seen this band play before, I mean, I, I'm a friend of Danny's, but I mean, I'm also a fan of his talent and what they're what they're doing. I this his band like. It should be well known by all Cub fans, and if it isn't, you know you're you're losing out. But if you get a chance, you want to come out for a really good time on opening day. You come to the G Man, like you said, free cover. You come, you go around the corner, you make a right to the back bar back bar room, and uh, we'll have a really awesome time. William, are you going to be there? That's my question. Because guess what? I've never even talked to William about this because he's going to Milwaukee opening day with his boss. So are you going to be able to get that Monday off, William? I'm going to work on it. He's going to work on it. Okay. Well, I, I hope to see you both there. I'm there. Man, uh, I'm not going to miss the, that. The more the, the more the merrier. And what's great about having a Cubs-themed band is that, you know, I was in bands my whole life, you know, 20, more than 20 years I've been in bands. And, um, you know, I was always singing my songs and about this and about that, whatever I was thinking about. And then you start writing songs about the Cubs and the beautiful thing is it's something that we all already love and mm. enjoy. And so, you know, that's kind of a feather in my cap, even going into the situation, writing songs about the team because everybody already likes the subject matter. So, and I, and of course I do, so it's something I can passionately write about and enjoy writing about and entertaining everybody with. So it's uh, it, you know, I, I just love it when uh, everybody shows up and kind of, enjoys each other's presence and rocks out together and has a good time. You know, that's what it's rock and roll is all about. And that's what I'm going to continue to do until, uh, until, uh, uh, I guess the universe won't let me anymore. <laughs> dude, tell us about the, like what made you write the Cubs boat? Dude? I mean, that's, that was one of my favorites in a long time. The, which one? The Cubs boat. Oh, the Cubs boat. Oh, well, you know, I, my day job that's is a, to write parody. It's the best from, is, is what I said. That was like one of my favorites in a long. I mean, you were always write good oh. ones, but yeah, yeah, th- yeah. This one worked out good because I, yeah, my day job is to write parodies for morning radio shows, and uh, you know this whole coronavirus thing is going around right now. And the, one of the first big news stories about it was that boat, the big uh, Princess cruise ship that was stuck out in the middle of the ocean with sick passengers, and. Uh, you know, my boss got to me and he goes, Hey, listen, we want to do, uh, the love boat parody, the quarantine boat about the worst cruise you could take, you know, like the pools are closed and you're stuck in a four by four room and, you know, just like that. So I wrote that song. It's, you know, in bad taste, probably not everybody's sense of humor, but it's morning radio shock, jock morning stuff. So anyway, as I'm writing it, you know, the love boat, I'm sitting there, the quarantine boat. I was like, love, Cubs, 
the Cubs vote. <laughs> and I was like, all right, this is happening. So as soon as I wrote the quarantine vote, I wrote the Cubs vote, which might not be a good omen for the season, but but uh, that I went from quarantine to Cubs. But uh, that's what happened. And, uh, you know, just and then I worked uh, with uh, Matt Baker, who d- did the video for it, which really helped the production value of the whole thing. My, his job was a lot harder than mine. I just downloaded a karaoke track and sang it and wrote the song. And um, Matt did the whole video, making it look like the opening theme of the original Love Boat from the 80s where they're all in the anchor and he took the different player gifts of them waving or smiling and put them inside the, uh, not the anchor, the what's it called? Light preserver. And so he did an awesome job that really like upped the whole uh, production value of the whole thing. And so if you're looking to hire somebody <laughs> that does that kind of thing, you know, oh, that, he did a great you know, job Matt, with the video. Matt sure. Baker. Yeah. Matt Baker. Yeah, at, at Cub Smurf, I believe is his Twitter or something like that. So what a beautiful up. name! <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, hey! I, I want to. The last thing I really wanted you to talk about was, uh, in the spirit of Cub fans helping Cub fans, uh, your event. I think it's April twenty third at Nisai. Nisai. Eighteenth. Eighteenth. No, okay. Uh, April eighteenth. Yeah. Well, a friend of uh, really the whole Cubs community, Michael Cantor, who writes over at Cubs Insider. Uh, he was recently diagnosed with, uh, well, he needs a new liver. His liver is screwed. And so he had to put on a, himself on the donor list. And of course, you know, we all want Michael to focus on healing and doing what he has to do. It's unclear, you know, how this is all going to play out at this point, but we want to make sure that the one thing he can do is have the time and not the stress of, um, you know, having to really worry about money at this point. So he's got a, 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 a GoFundMe going right now, which he's raised, um, I don't know, maybe $12,000 on that or something like that. Um, but you know, obviously in the United States, that's not enough to live. And, uh, so we're going to try to raise him a little bit of money on the 18th at Nisei Lounge. The Cubs are actually in Washington, DC. So this is really more of a game watch party where we're going to get together and have a few pops and, uh, you know, have a good time. Um, and one of the things I'm working on, and it's not, uh, it's not uh, uh, really uh, confirmed yet, is a uh, to make it a karaoke party. So just for fun, you know, get together and sing, and and don't worry, we'll watch Crawley and make sure that he doesn't turn the whole thing into. It's going to ask if there's with or with with or without Crawley rules. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I think we'll go Crawley rules for at least the first half of the game, and then. Uh, and then, uh, you know, then it'll be a free for all at some point of the night, but, but they've never had karaoke in uh, Nisei lounge. And, and so the, and it actually is uh Nisei lounge's 69th birthday coming up. So we'll be celebrating that. I'll pause for a nice, <laughs> uh, that's the first time, uh, correct William. That's the first time you had Malort was at John Baker day. Yes. <gasps> two years ago, oh, yeah. two years ago, two years but, ago, right? That was a way, dude. First and last, it's paint time. remover, man. It's disgusting. As a as a throwback too, uh, you know, I do hear uh, Malort does protect against coronavirus. So <laughs> make sure you get there, and it pretty much kills it. Any virus, really. Um, so you can wash your windows with it. That's because but, it kills you. But, <laughs> it kills you along with every other virus that's in your body. Exactly. If you can survive the Malort, you can survive the coronavirus. You can survive anything. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, so April 18th, I think we'll get started around 2 o'clock. The game's at 3. We'll just be over there. I think probably do, like, I, I think Michael Cantor's uh, selling tickets to the event. I yeah. think, I don't I, I think he I is. Think yeah. only He's going to drink his last beer there, he said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I forgot to mention yeah. that. It's uh, his last beer uh, because he's and his already, last shot to Malort. He says the last shot he's going to do is Malort. I love it. Yeah. That's that is that's Chicago down. Um, yeah, right. He's got to have at least a, a little sip of old style at the end of that. But exactly, you know, but uh, no, we we're all pulling for Michael and we just definitely want him to focus on healing and doing what he has to do in his life right now. And uh, if, we, if we can get him some money, you know, and th- that would probably go a long way to at least helping him focus on that as opposed to, you know, having to hustle for dough. Exactly. So we'll be out there. We'll be out there and uh, hopefully everybody can come out to both events on March 30th and April 18th. So, I mean, why the hell not, then, uh, right? There's no reason not to, Danny. A, there is no reason, unless, of course, uh, you're quarantined with, on a boat. <laughs> then then uh, I could see uh, that, you know, you'd have an excuse. But um, I don't mean to make light of it. It's just to, you know, whatever you see, this is whatever something is, is going wrong in the world. My first instinct is to try to laugh in its face, you know? So, uh, but yeah, that, and I do have a little bit of a date uh, announcement drop. Cause I know a lot of you guys in Stuart, you've been pretty instrumental in helping me throw John Baker day the last couple of years. And uh, club 400 support has been huge. But um, I, we're, I was talking to John Baker actually just yesterday over text, and uh, we were kind of throwing around some dates, and I think we settled on, and this is just a save date right now, um, August 1st. August 1st. I believe that's a, All right. Uh, that's a Saturday, August 1st. Cubs are playing the Brewers, 120 start. So save that date. You know, don't go out of town if you're starting to plan vacation, but the, you're hearing it here first. I like it because uh, I'll talk to you later. I got another idea about that. I, I can bring maybe right. 50 to 75 people in there. Where's it going to be, Danny? Uh, Do you know yet or no? Well, if you're bringing 50 to 75 people, that changes my plans right away. <laughs> well, we'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk later. But, it's going to be in left field now. You know what? As I was <laughs> yeah. listening to Danny talk, I mean, Danny was like one of our first five, six shows, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. And this is the second. Yep. This is only the second time you've been on, but man, I'm, I'll tell you what, Danny. I was telling Bill earlier in the episode, like, I mean, it's, you know, dude, you are an integral part of Club 400. You are a part. You know, you're helping us raise the one million dollars. Danny's never charged the dollar to come out here. He's always coming on in this free will because he loves Cub fans helping Cub fans. And dude, I want to thank you for all that you do. You, you know, you come all the way out from Chicago. You come out here. You play. You do it for free. And like. That's what it's all about, man. And that's why at the end of the day, when we do raise one million dollars, it's it's not me. It's all of us, like Bill Watts, it's it's you, it's like Noah, it's like all these guys that combine forces to do it. And I'm just I am proud to be your buddy. I, I enjoy every time I'm with you and when I hang out with you, and I'm looking forward to many uh, great times ahead and you know, to hang out with someone like you in the Cubs community who's so talented, who has such a good heart, man. It's 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 a beautiful thing, buddy. He's gonna be honest with you. He I'm loves. Gonna, your I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> he loves you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I love you too, and, and and no, it's been a really wonderful couple of years as we've been able to like you know kind of grow our our group of people and and take uh, you know there's a lot of 
circles of Cub fans, you know, with the different blogs and the podcasts that go out. Everybody's got their own little, you know, community that goes on. But when what I love about Club 400 is that we you take all those communities and you bring all those circles of people together little by little. You've had everybody out there, you know, from, uh, you know, you, I just recorded a podcast at your tent out at Club 400 and I interviewed everybody from JP making the pizzas to Joe from Obvious Shirts to uh, uh, to John Felice from Cubs Insider it, to you, Stuart. And it's just like all these circles are starting to kind of uh, you know weave together. And I and I think that when we we do that and we have numbers, then we have strength and then we have a, a larger voice than our own, and uh, we can do bigger things than we could individually. And, and you're right. It, it does take all of us, and I mean, it's a beautiful thing. What you said is 100% right, and I was telling Brad the same thing from the heckler. Separately, we are nothing. Together, we are freaking something, dude. If we if we all oh, combine forces. Together, dude. we're the marquee network. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, but you'll be able to get us. You'll be able to you know, receive our information. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. See, that's just it. Is if we had a channel, we'd just give it. We put it over rabbit ears. And be like, everybody watch this. And this this show is free. You you know we'll 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 do ads for each other's stuff, like the Bleacher Bum Band album coming out or there are upcoming events. Those are our commercials. But um, yeah. No. It's a it, it's a beautiful thing. And and uh, you know I just love that. You know, our we are so lucky to have a community of fans surrounding this baseball team that we love. It all, you know, kind of seems so silly. It's something we all do to entertain ourselves, but we have passion and love that's deep seated, generational at times. And you know, when it comes down to our, you know, the real part of your life where people get sick and they get hurt and they have medical issues, like Michael or a lot of the people that you've benefited out at club 400 or a John Baker day, you know, when we, we all band together to do something like that, it makes our fandom more meaningful. And, uh, so, and, you know, and then you feel that when you walk into the bleachers or Wrigley field, it reminds you of all the people that are banding together to help each other and, and really create, um, you know, it's something more akin to a religion than a, um, the, you know, than just uh, regular sports it's sports a, fandom. So yeah, it's a religion. You know? We all, you, you know, I I always said that you believe in. We all believe in the same thing. You know? We all yeah. love the same and, thing. But, yeah, exactly. And uh, so it's just it's a beautiful thing to be a part of, and I'm just I, I'm just enjoying the hell out of myself <laughs> in in my middle aged. I don't even need a midlife crisis. You guys have gotten me through this already. It's beautiful. <laughs> Dude, and congratulations for all your successes uh, outside the Ivy, all that good stuff. I mean, it couldn't happen to a better person. We're proud of you. We love you. Thanks for coming on tonight, man. Get some rest because uh, the season's underway almost pretty soon in a couple of weeks. And Are you going to Milwaukee opening day or no? I, I don't think so. I, I'm going to – I'm just going to – you know, it's a log season, my friend. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't need to – you know, I would like to go up there, but uh, am I going to Milwaukee, yeah. William? Or we'll see, <laughs> I, I, I reserve the right to. Ch- I, I reserve the right to change my mind. I, I must admit, I have been looking at ticket prices, and uh, you know, just scroll and StubHub and see it if I find a deal. Because if I did, I probably would go. But you know, it's it's once again in MLB's infinite wisdom. Hey, let's open this. I got to work that morning. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> in empty, in, you know, they've either I'm taking the day off or I'm going up there, but I, you know, 
So I might I have a we'll I might see. have a connection that day. We'll see if he comes through. I'll let you know. I'm looking at him right now. There's only two guys in this room, but we'll see. All right. <laughs> All right. On that note. <laughs> All right, Danny. Well, hey, man. Thank you for everything, dude. I love you. Um, dude, we'll see you opening day at the Bleacher Bum Bar. Oh, yeah. Not the Bleacher Bum Bar, but we'll see you at the Bleacher Bum Band playing. G-Man. At G-Man the G-Man Tavern. Tavern at 12 o'clock. Yeah, come on, come at 12. Band rocks at 1. Come have a couple pops. Enjoy yourself going to the game or stay and watch with me outside. And uh, the rest of the band and, hey, uh, and everybody else that doesn't have a ticket. I'm going to call you tomorrow and we'll see if we can talk to the owner about getting some club for lager in there for that day. Oh, I love it. Cause let's, we could, we, we, we could it. get it them. We could get it to them through distribution. So. All right. I love it. I right. love it. Cause it's a great beer. I, I don't even drink beer and I like that beer. So that's, that's the, a, a rousing endorsement for a beer. Awesome. If a non-beer drinker likes it. So. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Danny. All right, cool. well, you take care, buddy. Thanks for your time tonight. We appreciate it. See you soon. Thanks, my brothers. Okay, bye. Danny Rocket with San Randall. Dude, the guy's great, isn't he? Amazing. I mean, the guy, whenever he rocks he... it in pink pants, too. Uh, yeah, he does. I mean, I'll tell you what. It was me, you, Crawley, and Kathy. And we had a hell of a Sunday night. Unbelievable. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. So, is that it? I don't know. Are you I mean, ready? That's, that's it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a way to end. It's like, yeah, all right, cool, all right. I guess we that's did, it. We well, did. hey, I think William's tired. That was a long. We just episode. did three See, podcasts in so, one yeah, podcast. So <laughs> I think he's tired. What are we like six hours into this one? Or? Just about, yeah, a couple, few hours shy of six hours. Well, but hey, if, th- yeah. Thanks for joining. I'll, I'll end this for you, William. <laughs> William's obviously got to go home, okay? So that's fine. You want, if you got to go home, you got to go home, okay? The magic is over. You ruined it, Will. Well, we want to thank all our special guests tonight. Yeah. Bill Danny, Watts, my guy. Danny Rocket. Danny Rocket and Crowley, dude. Family. Mm. All right. So we hope to see you out there this Saturday in Mesa on the 14th and also opening day at G-Man Tavern. And hopefully, we'll see you at Nisai Lounge. What was it, the 18th? All right. <laughs> William is done. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Club 400 Podcast. Cub fans helping Cub fans. On our way to $1 million, baby. With the help of you guys. And we love you. Cubs, the season is new. Gonna score. Lots of runs off you, the Cubs. Wrigley's gonna roar, screaming fans, bleeding Cubby blue. Sun. The Cubs will win the World Series, so don't make October plans. The Cubs putting runs on the board. Come and see the team. Ricketts can't afford.